from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. So nice to have you, as always. Or maybe welcome to the show. True. This might be your first time. That's always exciting. Mm, first time. We'll be gentle. Oh, we'll try. <laughs> Sometimes we get a little <laughs> out of hand. carried away. Yeah, it's, it's just so passionate over here. Very <laughs> exciting. Um, this is such a cool week for us. We are, as you're listening to this, we are probably, of all things, driving to California. Um, I mean, <laughs> timing couldn't have been better for no. gas prices. Ugh, yeah. Hey. You know, when we planned this trip a few months ago, because we're going out to a wedding in Palm mm-hmm. Springs, our friends Max and Stephanie, who we love and are amazing people, moved out there and they're getting married. Congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're so excited to go to their wedding. And when we planned it a few months ago, we ran all the numbers and we were like, you know, we could save a little money if we drive. Um. And the it gas was prices true at the time. Gas prices were different back then, <laughs> um, and you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're 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 fortunate enough that we can still do it. 
Yeah. Um, it's not going to, it hasn't ruined the trip. We might rethink some things, <laughs> uh, but you don't need to worry about all that. The point is uh, we're on the road and we've got this really cool episode to bring to you while uh, while we're sort of out of town. Yes, I'm so excited because, you know, we hear on Ridiculous Romance. That's us. We have focused pretty solidly on like individual affairs and triads and love triangles and divorces and marriages and just characters yeah. in history, you know, pretty exclusively. But what is romance without sex? Oh, for most. For most. Not I for all. Like, many asexual <laughs> people are going, it's great. It's great. Absolutely. <laughs> and yes. fine. But I think, you know, a lot of us associate sex and romance together right. as one thing. Right. And... You know, what is sex without a couple of toys? Oh, <laughs> something to spice things up a little? Yeah, give, give it a little bit of a buzz, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Humans have been creating marital and masturbation aids pretty much since the dawn of time. And we thought it would be super, super fun to have our favorite ridiculous historians, Ben Bolin and Noel Brown, on our show to talk about sex toys through time. Yes. I mean, you all know Ben and Noel, I'm sure. These guys are not just the hosts of Ridiculous History, which not is like, just. Uh, you know, our our big sister show, mm-hmm. I call it. Uh, they also are the hosts of Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, so Conspiracy good. Theory Show, which I, is one of my favorite podcasts. I love it. It's actually one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Definitely. And it's fantastic. But they are also the great masterminds of uh, what we've tentatively been calling the ridiculous universe of yes. podcasts. Uh, of course, including the brand new show, Ridiculous Crime. Yes. Elizabeth and Zarin. And if you haven't checked it out, so good. And there are more ridiculous announcements to come. Mm-hmm. But if you're here as maybe a first time listener, like maybe you're a regular listener of Ridiculous History and Ben and Noel brought you over here, welcome to the show. We're very happy to have so you. So happy. Yes, you have joined the ranks of all the amazing people that we have big crushes on, mm-hmm. who are our listeners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, please go check out our other episodes, because this is going to be very different than our usual deal. That's true, yeah. You know, we usually kind of do a deep dive into either a couple or a concept or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who fell in love with a thing, like mm-hmm. a wall or, or a, a sword. Or, or an a alien. Ghosts. Pirates, all kinds of things. Whatever gets somebody off, we've, we've had a show about it. Um, <laughs> or so, we will soon. Or we will soon, yes. <laughs> so please do check that out. But today we're getting into dildos and radishes and all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff. Uh, but that's what makes today so fun. Um, oh, in yeah. fact, today and Friday, because this will be a two-parter. Because, you know, you get Ben and Noel in the room with us and there's just too much to say. You just can't shut up. Um, but we're so excited. We get to hang out with our friends and just like... Pull out the craziest info we could find for y'all on these bizarre historical sex toys. Yes, so hopefully you enjoy it as much as we did. Yes, definitely. So we got Ben and Noel here. I say we jump right into it. Yeah, let's go. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance... We'll put it in a show, Ridiculous Romance! A production of iHeartRadio.
Hey guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know, right? I too am very excited and enthused. So, so we can tell. I'm sorry. Part of the conversation yeah. today. Yes. We woke yes. these guys up at 3 a.m. and mm-hmm. told them they had to come jump on the show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for interrupting you. And I was like, can I, can I bring clothes with me? Uh, I didn't get an answer. But I found a I found a T-shirt. Um, so nice. I'm just not going to stand up while we record, out of respect That's for, the for best. everyone. Thank yeah, you. yes, um, thank you. But I I know that we were massively excited. First off, big big fans of ridiculous <laughs> romance. Massively, yes, <laughs> massively excited. Uh, positively vibrating with pleasure because wow. this, look at that. <laughs> this is a uh, <laughs> this is a show. Uh, one thing we love about ridiculous romance is. Uh, your ability to explore things in a way that we often don't in ridiculous history. Wouldn't you agree, Noel? Explore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Get used to that I mean, in this episode. <laughs> I know. This is going to be a journey, a voyage of self-discovery. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, we try to keep it PG-13. And honestly, like, there is no reason that the history of sex toys can't be PG-13. I mean, it's history. These are things. These are artifacts. Yeah. These are historic relics, sometimes sacred in many so cases. Absolutely. Yeah, so true. the history itself definitely PG thirteen. Us talking about it, we'll Maybe see. Maybe not. <laughs> I love it though. Yeah, this is us. This is like me and Ben's chance to really let it all hang it's out. True. Yeah, we yeah, we got to take you guys off the leash, and uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay, wait. What do we? Is this? I trust you guys, Diana, uh-huh. Eli. Is this a? Uh, is this a? episode where we need a safe word or where are we at with that? You know, a safe word is always a good idea. I think so. Um, yeah, if sure if you sure. ever feel uncomfortable, definitely just, uh, you know, I don't know, scream at the top of your lungs. Harder. Or, uh, That'll be our safe word. Right. Harder. Okay. Harder is a great safe word. <laughs> no potential for misunderstanding there. <laughs> I always just prefer, and I think we've mentioned it on the show before, that I just think the ultimate safe word is just Stop. safe word. Safe word. Yeah. yeah. Why would you, why need, just, why why would you say like anything but safe word? Or something when you're like, look, safe word, it says it all. It's yeah. Safe word, safe word. You're done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to accidentally say safe word in passion in the moment if so I don't true. mean it. Unlike pineapples, which comes up a lot. Well, yeah. Kindly <laughs> stop ramrodding me. Yes. Uh, sorry, the safe <laughs> word must be opinion. submitted in writing in triplicate. <laughs> uh, no, I, this is a question that I think is on both my mind and, and Noel's. Uh, what are some of the, like, you guys have gone into some really, um, at times, controversial territory for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. One of the things that I think you always approach from such an empathetic uh, human angle uh, is the idea of people's sexual explorations, right? Uh, I think because mm-hmm. we call it ridiculous romance and you, you've had stories that are almost entirely just just the romance, right? But today when you when you when you all came to us with this idea of uh, sex toys, I at least, I can't speak for you, Noel, I knew they were ancient because people have been Mm -hmm. into this for a long time, but I don't think I grasped, oh, grasped, whatever. I I don't think I understood (laughs) how, how, like how intertwined with society, past, present, and future these things have been. And is it true? Like, are we at a, did we just as a society get out of a period where these things were taboo? I have so many questions. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, especially uh, dildos particularly were uh, vilified 
at oh, some point, sure. at, yeah. at one point in history, they were very, very common and awesome and everybody loved them. And then they were like, wait, do you think my wife will like this dildo better than me? Than and me? then <laughs> they kind uh, of yes. fell out of favor with <laughs> <Probably>. the gentleman. <laughs> what am I going to do? It's... Learn how to be a better lover? That's malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well, remarkable how frequently male insecurity shapes history. Isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> yeah. So remarkable. Yeah. So remarkable. Almost too much remarkable. Um, I also did learn, too, that um, because it allowed gay men, dildos allowed gay men to have sex without, you know, without actually uh, putting their own body parts in each other. They were able to have sex when they had HIV. And so they became synonymous with having HIV for a little while as well. If you had a dildo, it meant you were you were like had a deadly disease. Wow. Which is very weird. But obviously what a that weird changed. Leap to make. I yeah, know, right? right? Yeah. Well, you know, they were trying real hard to uh, make everyone very scared of gay people. Hmm. Um, That's true. During that period, so I think they were trying anything. Yeah. They were trying anything that would stick. Speaking of sticks. <laughs> Speaking of sticks. <laughs> yeah, early on though, I mean, like the attitude towards sex was pretty laissez-faire. Like, I Definitely. mean, in the er- earliest days, and then it went through the kind of puritanical phase, mm-hmm. and then sort of has come full circle um, in the modern day. Yeah. I know we're gonna get there, but yeah. why don't we take it back to like antiquity and yeah, like the, the, the discovery <laughs> of the first <laughs> mystical dildo of of the gods. Well, yeah, we I mean, we have been digging up dildos for a very long time. Right. Uh, they think the first one. Uh, humans, not us personally. Yeah, I was yeah, going no, we to save that we question. We have been personally. <laughs> We've only been digging up dildos for a couple months, but humans <laughs> so have been doing it. in your it. backyard. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's weird. artistic. Where I have no it's, idea how they got back It was there. the oldest house on the street, they tell us. That's so true. There was nothing but farmland. Back the oldest house so everyone... on Dildo Ave. <laughs> everyone would hide their dildos in our backyard. Uh, no, yeah, human beings have been digging up dildos for a very long time. Uh-huh. They think they found... The very first dildo in a cave in Germany that dates back to the Ice Age, oh, so 28,000 uh, years ago, and it's made of chalk. Ooh, of chalk? Well, I guess you got to so, stay warm, but geez. It feels dry, though, doesn't it? Like uh, something like that, why would you want to put but ugh, you dusty, chafy, chafy yeah, something? No, but I mean, uh, I guess you were real desperate in the Ice Ages. But you could really leave your mark. Chalk it up. Chalk it up <laughs> to a lack of supplies. <laughs> I don't know. what. Couldn't they just have fashioned one out of like a block of ice? Just kind of make it like smooth. I guess it would melt, but it would take do a you while. Really, you do you want to put a block done. of ice like inside your butt? Because I can tell <laughs> you. Bl- I would not like Maybe. that. <laughs> it could be interesting. Who knows? I mean, it's you know, stimulation, it's stimulation. It was the ice age. They were very used to that feeling, right? right. So, They're yeah. like, we're always hey, cold. Whatever. Isn't there another Another old one that was discovered, um, I believe, somewhere in like Syria, uh, that was like made of stone. There were yes. like stone ones as well. Stone Ooh, ones, ivory, jade, uh, probably bones. I imagine. I feel like that's a that's an obvious one <laughs> to make a dildo <laughs> sure, out of a sure, bone. Sure. Um, and if you look up prehistoric dildos, they have a wide variety of sizes and girths and different foreskin op- like options. Oh, they even okay. came with Ooh. tattoos or little illustrations <laughs> carved in them. So I love that there was some art. They were like branded. They were branded. They Amazing. were like, this is Og's dildo. Well, <laughs> they probably had a close personal relationship, you know, at, at sure. some point. I, I assume that even in more uh, collectivist early societies there were still things that were considered kind of like your personal property 
Like, hey, this mm. like a like a toothbrush, sure, you know, sure, or a, a butt or plug. like an yeah. amulet, <laughs> you know, or your butt mm-hmm. plug or your, or your dildo. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But so, right. Uh, but, yeah. By, by, by the way, I, I made a mistake. I said Syria, just kind of off the top of my head. It was Germany, I believe, where they found mm. this, these collections of siltstone. Uh, Germany. Uh, Some of these were like monograms. Germany, kind of. the early oh, good, forefront yeah. <laughs> of this technology. Makes sense exactly. Of of anywhere in the world, where would you look? <laughs> for a dildo, but Germany. <laughs> I've been saying that. You listen to our show. That's awesome. So uh, so there's another thing, you know, Diana, you found this in your research, and it's something that really stood out to me because you think a lot about, not to get too in the weeds, but you think a lot about uh, material science, to put it in the lamest way possible. Like, uh, I, I, it makes sense that there would be something like a smooth stone or ivory or bone or even wood. Uh, that would make sense and probably have less of a risk of injury or irritation but what's up with the uh, incredibly silly name the olis boy b-o-i olis boy olis boy <laughs> here comes that olis boy Uh-oh. it's your boy olis boy i don't need you I have oldest boy, and he's more oldest of a boy. man than you'll ever be. <laughs> pretty, pretty good branding, uh, but yeah, oh, what's man. the deal with I mean, this? Is a uh, this dates back to ancient Greece, I believe, and then carried over uh, to to some other adjacent cultures. Oh yeah, they were stuffed phalluses, and ma- they were made of polished leather. And I guess stuffed. apparently sometimes you would even find the stone ones with like a leather sheath, so they would be warmer and softer when you. Oh okay, yeah, sure. Up in there. Okay. Sure. Um, so that's part that was smart. I feel like they were really thinking about comfort right. at some point. And they were like, you know, while we're making coats and shoes, let's go ahead and <laughs> <laughs> set some aside. Somebody said <laughs> <The> ladies. <laughs> this siltstone just isn't doing it for me. Something about it. <laughs> a lot of roughage. Something about it. And they Chalk were, didn't work. Chafey What's too, next? Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it was big leather. Well, speaking of chafe, the, the ancient Greeks would also use olive oil as a lubricant. Oh, so all right, uh, okay. There goes your chafing problem. You just get that bad boy, that bad olive boy, dipped in some olive oil. <laughs> Surely that that enters into the Flies etymology right of in. the word, right? Does that olive boy referencing? Oil? I, I wonder. I mean, just I don't know. I always do this where I see two vaguely similar yeah. words, and I'm like, they must be related. There's no way they're not. But it is a pretty interesting <laughs> it, coincidence because I believe this is the first version of this that was called this, mm-hmm. and then there were right. other cultures that true. used that that term as well. It, it makes me think of. Have you guys ever seen the movie Caligula? Yep. No. You know, I didn't watch it's, it. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot. Uh, it was produced by the publisher of Penthouse, and they wanted it to be like full frontal oh. orgy, yeah. orgiastic mm. raunch city. But it's also like you know a really expensive, you know, period movie um, with Malcolm McDowell playing the the titular psychopath uh, emperor of Rome. And there's yeah. a scene where he um, uses olive oil uh, to lube up his fist. Uh, oh sure, to yeah. do a thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, so like do. I, I've got the <laughs> etymology because I was thinking of this as well. And, you know, English being such a language of the lazy and, and plagiarist, <laughs> plagiaristic uh, people of the world, uh, the, we end up with a lot of things that may seem like they are falsely related. But according to this, uh, all this boy, which is the funny one, is the plural of olibos, which is ancient Greek for to slip to glide you know like that there slip and go. slide commercial from the 80s right right you slip uh, you slide you take a jump and take a dive, dive. yeah something yeah. like that 
Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was like, what? And then, oh. All right. Eli, <laughs> you and I, I are well. the olds in this conversation. <laughs> uh, whereas, as usual. Yeah. Where, I, as I believe, Olive is. Uh, unrelated etymologically, but dang it, well, foiled again. By the old funny again. if it was by called facts. Olive Boy, it was my my Olive Boy, oh, yeah. my, <laughs> olive boy. <laughs> my Olive Oil exactly. Boy, exactly <laughs> like a Game Boy. This You're is like, my Olive Boy. I'm going to go retire to be with my Olive Boy tonight. <laughs> now, there's another interesting thing here when we're talking about the um, cyclical ups and downs of uh, sex positivity, for lack of a better word, sure. throughout human history. Uh, one thing that surprised me in the research here is that the Greek men, to your point about male insecurity, Eli, the Greek men who would go off to fight in wars were actually on board with uh, giving uh, giving an Alice boy to their partner. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. They thought that if women were left too long without a, a, an injection of sperm in them <laughs> at some point, they would eventually get hysteria or sure, something yeah, yeah. called a wandering uterus. Oh, yeah, we've heard about yeah. that. Oh, Which yeah. I, I know, it's a tough time oh, around the house when my uterus jumps out and starts taking it starts walks wandering around the around. All by itself. <laughs> you know, we get, we always get calls from the neighbors. Yeah. Like, Your uterus is loose again. You know? Where are you at, little buddy? Yeah. Oh, my God. You just need a higher fence, <laughs> I, I keep thought, saying. I thought I felt a little lighter today. It's just trying today. to find itself, you know? <laughs> it's just trying to understand who it really it's is. It's just like, what am I doing here? Those things can Yeah, I got to say, the the this uh, this concept though of like leaving the women with uh, a dildo so that they wouldn't you know their uteruses wouldn't wander it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase left to their own devices. Oh, oh. Yeah. well, yeah. also it's like we yeah. have to as you we are, have to inoculate you with sperm or else right. you will go right. insane. Which is so funny, and that and I mean uh, it's noted here, of course, that hysteria. And sex toys had a very long historical link, mostly for women. You know, doctors would uh, do a pelvic massage for women that would result in a paroxysm. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. <laughs> and I was supposed to cure them of hysteria. And I bet a lot of women were like, yeah, I feel so hysterical today. I don't know. I better go to the doctor. <laughs> hey, doc, you mind showing me how I could do this maybe at home for myself right. when a hysteria right. just comes on? <laughs> I myself out of it. Randomly. Job. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, no, I think you need a professional. Mm -hmm. Was this kind of like a like a slow shift? Because it seems like at first, you know, sex toys are purely meant for kind of you know the most hedonistic of pleasures, mm -hmm. um, and then it starts to be more functional. Where it's like, I am the man. I, I, you know, you are my property, and I'm going to give you this as a stand-in for me while I'm away. But then it kind of started moving more towards like being a medical device, right? Or maybe we're not quite there yet, but. Yeah, I think vibrators yeah. more specifically were yeah. um, were marketed as uh, medical devices and dildos were not. So I think that's why Got dildos it. actually had more controversy Ooh. on them than vibrators ever did. Because vibrators were never really had. Yeah, vibrators never really seemed to be a problem for people. They were like, cool, whatever, get your steam powered thing and <laughs> have at it. <laughs> but like, yeah. but it was like a medical thing because ladies are so crazy. They have to have something, right. I guess. But with dildos, it was more about like actual penetration and okay. men could use them and, you know, lesbians use them and stuff. So it became well, like more of a. Got it. I, could, I, I guess I could see that, you know, if, if you've got something that vibrates, 
then the men, you know, well, I, I can't do that. So at least that's, that's a different true. device. But if it's just a dildo, oh, I've got can't. a perfectly good dick right here. <laughs> What's the that? problem? You want a you want a dick in you? I can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> you can see them getting a little more a- aggravated about the yeah. dildos. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. This is a great spot for a break. So we'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. So there's another question that I had 
that was a very, uh, I guess, practical question. Like, obviously, a chalk, like a dildo device of chalk, it sounds like it's what the person had to work with at the time. But mm -hmm. when you're thinking about people in the natural world where there's not nearly as much technology as there is today in 2022 yeah. as we record this yeah. wouldn't the natural world already have some kind of like phallic thing you could mess with like i don't know i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make the laziest choices like i was uh no we're not gonna tell that story like oh, oh no. why? <laughs> okay i'll say it so i was in yeah. a grocery store uh during the uh height of the lockdown only go out for necessities uh -huh. whatever be masked up and everything and i hadn't been out in public in a while and the entire i think i mentioned this to you guys off air the entire grocery store was filled with a weirdly unnecessary sexual tension because people <laughs> hadn't seen each other in a while everybody's got an aura of mystery because you know two-thirds mm -hmm. of their faces covered Sexy. and i i was uh -huh. in the produce aisle and this uh there's a person there and i can tell you much more about them who saw me like selecting cucumbers for some stuff i was gonna cook and were staring at me hard to the point where i just put down the cucumbers and thought i'm gonna cook something else because this <laughs> this person is reading this more into this situation than uh -huh. you know my lame ass salad or whatever and i think of that you know we like it's a trope in it's a trope in so much uh western erotica as well like ooh, watch this person eat fruit or whatever mm -hmm, so did that yes. play a role in like the history of sex toys most definitely there are like ancient texts like arabian nights that talk about fruit and vegetables and just any penis shaped object <laughs> but the best one i saw was from this ming dynasty writer tao tsung yi and you know we don't speak cantonese but we try <laughs> circa 1360 he wrote about something called the Cantonese groin, which was a root sufficiently penis-shaped to be used as a dildo, mostly by uh, peasant women in, like, the country, rural areas. Oh. And interestingly, it, it was also called an olispos. So oh. they, they probably got that from ancient Greece, I imagine. I would, yeah. Um, the Silk Road was su crazy. Such a similar yeah. name. Yeah, right? <laughs> such a similar name, it must have been. The Silky and Road. <laughs> the legend of this Cantonese groin is, quote, in the pastures of the Tartars, wild horses often copulate with dragons. Drops of the semen will fall down and enter the earth, and after some time put forth shoots resembling bamboo sprouts of pointed shape and covered with small scales close together like the teeth of a comb and with a network of veins, making them very similar to the male member. Okay. Do you guys have um, teeth of a comb mm. on your dick? Sounds like a... Oh, <laughs> comb teeth? It's yeah. illegal for, sure. for you sure. to ask me that. No. Well, well. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, not to get too, you know, anatomically correct here, but why not? Sure. There is a seam, you know, on the bottom of a, of a, of a penis uh, that is vaguely comb-like, or it's like a ridge that's true. kind of that's thing. That's you know, It's a little zigzaggy kind of vibe. Maybe, so. Maybe that's what they were referring to. a lot to. of these, I'm like... Put, you know, but, um, yeah, the, the veiny part is always just you know I, I know, it's right? oh, always yeah. think of a Snickers bar. Sometimes every I get these time. sweet potatoes at every the single store time. that have all these veins up along the side of them. It's very like, very what upsetting. Are you trying to say yeah. sweet potato. That's a very sweet potato. Anyway, the, the produce section in general, you just got to. <laughs> I, I even bad. wonder, Ben. Don't go when you're when you lusty, when you I skip cucumbers. Where do you go? Because almost <laughs> everything. 
Well, what, it it's so funny. The emoji is eggplant, which is the one I would probably not turn to yeah. in a crisis. <laughs> and actually, another Ming writer named Li Yu wrote a theatrical play about a lesbian couple who use a double olispos. So they oh. had double-sided dildos like as far back as the 1300s. And this was a stick made of wood or ivory with two silk bands attached to the middle. I guess oh. you could, like pull on it. Yeah, well, you yeah. need a grip, right? Or yeah, something to grip on. That makes sense. I like so. I've assuming we. we I I haven't seen these this play. I, I don't have not think you seen have. I, I just, don't think it's been mounted in a I, while. Hasn't been mounted. <laughs> da, 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 da. So is, is it is it double sided? I think so. Like like like, like uh, right, right. Like there's oh. a two, scene in two Requiem heads for a dream. to it. Yeah, like I think so. So that they could. They were saying in this uh, in this uh, uh, book about the the Ming writers that female homosexuality was very common and considered to be a fine, normal thing. No problem. Ladies have at. <laughs> but male homosexuality was very frowned upon at the huh. same time, which is so interesting to me, the gendered well, it lets feelings you, about homosexuality. It, it's interesting because there was also, especially in the upper class, there was a uh, some pretty distinct, sharp lines around gender division, right? So you could... Mm end up being, you know, uh, someone of noble birth and you're you're not going to meet a lot of dudes who are not, you know, either working for you or mm-hmm. or your relatives. So maybe well, how far historically is this after ancient Greek uh, and ancient this is Roman? The 1300s, you said? Mm-hmm. It's a long yeah, time. Yeah. Long, yeah. Long, yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like, you know, in those in those days, the, the, the Greek opposite. and Roman, I mean, it was yeah. like almost like like cool not cool right, to not yeah. be bi or, or, or bi curious or have like a stable mm. so of long young as you weren't the one being yeah. penetrated that That's was the right. line yeah. <laughs> yeah you had to be a top yeah, the, tops uh, only which is so funny because if everyone was a top then where were they putting it uh-huh. <laughs> and by the way guys can we just be uh, what's a power bottom somebody explain to me what a power bottom anybody is. anybody have you not seen always sunny for this one in philadelphia right, we they might have a need great a... explanation <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll just Google well, maybe it, I'll maybe some ridiculous romantics. Can, we'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a we'll get a, an, answering an answering machine, machine on, on a later thing. episode. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't just vegetables and fruit that people used. Okay. Um, speaking of ancient Greece. <laughs> In a book called The Joy of Sexus, oh. Love, Lust, <laughs> Lust, Love, and Longing in the Ancient World by Vicki Leon, breadstick dildos oh. were a common thing. Wow. Oh. <laughs> were they bottomless? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, they, they all found a bottom, I think. Yeah. They were... <laughs> oh, man, you win. Oh, you win. Is. I don't think any of us. Absolute super I think we villain. all win in this one. Okay, so first off, I always shout to Larry David. But the crumbs, right? Like crumbs. crumbs. This is my first question. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Plus, I guess you have to have enough bread that you would let one sit by, get stale enough to do the job. Plus, plus I'm thinking you bust out the olive oil. And there's a True. and there's a loaf of bread. I'm not I'm not going to do gonna anything eat but eat it immediately. It's going to be <laughs> yeah, gone. Yeah. A little balsamic vinegar. Anyway. You Thank know, you. I mean, a little salt. Oh, that's a crack waste. Some black pepper in there. Yeah. 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 No, I wouldn't. It's food is just going to come before sex for me. <laughs> also, I have a real um, 
not phobia, but I'm just sort of squigged out a little bit by incorporating food stuffs into sex stuff. I just don't think the twain should should meet. Like I don't even like 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 sexy strawberry use. That's just no. Mm. It just gives yeah. me the willies. Don't care. Yeah. For it's it. like inviting on, ants though. to hang out in your bedroom. Exactly. Right. right. And stickiness. Right. There's already gonna be stickiness eventually anyway. But that's how you know it's over. You don't want stickiness <laughs> in advance of the ultimate stickiness. <laughs> that's how you know we're done. <laughs> oh yeah. man. I also don't like the idea of putting yeast. Anywhere near your vagina. Oh, yeah, that point. sounds no. like a thing, right? Problems, yeah, yeah. You know? a thing. Then we don't need There's to be adding happens. to yeah. the issues down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, this happened when at an ancient bakery, when quote a gal with time on her hands started fooling hey. around with bread dough. <laughs> is, that, is that a euphemism for like a loose woman? I know, a gal like, with time right. on her hands. My hands. <laughs> right. Yeah. While lasciviously daydreaming, she created an Olus Bocolix. The breadstick dildo, the sex industry's first green product. Oh, well <laughs> done. Well done. Very important to be sustainable in our sex toy uh, exploration. I'm sure that was her primary concern. And she Absolutely. was thinking thousands of years about from pollution. now. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to know. Like, I don't want plastic waste. I'm onto something. You guys are calling me weird, but just mm-hmm. wait. Just One day we're gonna want to get power from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is this is uh, fascinating because it sounds like it caught on and became kind of a, a cottage industry, at least in ancient Athens. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a there was a a note from that interview that Leon did with the Huffington Post where she answered a question that I was a little too hesitant to ask because I'm one of the more immature people in today's conversation. What happens to the bread after? Did anyone eat it? Yes. You sell it for half price, obviously. Or you sell it for For three times the price. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, on OnlyFans, you could probably sell it for... A lot There's of some money. weird Greek guy out there. It's like, I'm so that. ready yeah. to eat that bread once you're People are always selling their used underwear and There's someone for some crazy shit. You know, that's the thing. There's always <laughs> what did, someone for something. What did she say? Oh, uh, did they well, eat it? Leon said these breadsticks were, these Olisbos colics, excuse me, were custom made to fit and, quote, even nutritious should the need arise. <laughs> should a different <laughs> need arise? Yeah. It's sort of like an edible like spoon. Bowl. You might get at a yeah, fancy like a ice cream bowl. parlor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Functional purpose, and edible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nutritious, though? Well, Brad, that's my question. I mean, that's a that's a very broad term, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's like a multigrain. Extra vitamins and minerals. <laughs> well, there you you know? Know? It's like a multigrain, so there was some kind of friction. Oh yeah, sure, sure. With or without rye seeds. Dr. Ruth is is probably the source. I'm going to go with, it's, well, it depends. Do you want it ribbed for her exactly. pleasure? Or maybe that's what the rides, yeah. the rides there you go. Yeah, apparently there's a reference to using dildos in the play Lysistrata, which is about women who go on a sex strike right. to stop a war. Mm-hmm. Um, so they definitely, right. I, I wonder if they ever use baguettes and like, a, <laughs> I, I kind of want to do a production now. <laughs> They're like, well, I got we're all set over here. Well, the war is going terribly, but our grain industry is <laughs> just dominating. <laughs> Time for a teeny-weeny commercial break. We will be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to math and magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Okay, I got. I, I'll stop going back to the weird idea that people have to have quote sperm injections to not go crazy because there's <laughs> there's no sperm involved, obviously, right? With uh, no, I mean, true, I'm not a baker, but okay, yeah, just check I hope it. not. No, but I suppose <laughs> if you made like an eclair, you know, uh, there's, there might be something there for a cannoli. Oh my god! Oh boy. Uh, that's my nickname. <laughs> I said it was cream-filled. I didn't tell you what kind of cream. Oh, <laughs> but I did tell Sorry you no anyone. refunds, and you're welcome. Yes. So, right. 
So I did say. (laughs) So we're we're looking. I think it's safe to say, though, like what we're already seeing is a long established pattern of people. Honestly, people uh, taking some agency for themselves and people saying, I don't necessarily need another person and all that baggage that comes with it uh, if I already know what I want. Um, Right. Mm -hmm. And this this is a trend that continues. I got to say, spoiler alert uh, for everybody listening. I am so excited to get to some poetry in a second because I'm like emotionally Mm -hmm. nine years old. But uh, (laughs) but I but I think we've got maybe just something, just another thing to add in here beforehand, which is we've also established past the world of like, so past the the ancient world, uh, when we're talking about a lot of this stuff, we're talking about people who were probably considered to be people of means. I mean, history itself as we know it is is kind of a inherently a history of the literate class because they're the ones who could write so mm-hmm. are i guess what i'm asking i'm not sure how to phrase this what were rich people doing at this point <laughs> like they weren't using bread themselves <laughs> senseless. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what uh, the servants were that's for, what the oh, servants boy. were for. <laughs> oh. True. no but you're so right they they i don't think they used as many root vegetables and stuff because they had money to pay for nice oh, things of course and um by the time of the renaissance Rich folks had dildos custom made from silver and ivory and gold and other like precious materials. So they had like, I mean, very valuable sex toys in their possession and probably beautifully decorated. Don't you think? Oh, you, you I would think that. Yeah, because you're showing them off to the neighbors. Gotta right? be. There's got to be a nice over. shelf. In your bedroom, and you're like, take this, your pick. This one has is adorned with garnets. <laughs> I'm a lady of class. <laughs> There's a certain uh, element of keeping up with right. the Joneses. Of you know, course. Uh, the sex toys. Well, let us adjourn um, to my dildorarium. Dildorarium? I think we've only skipped this period in history already, but uh, I just wanted to mention Ooh. something that I that I ran across um, in terms of like what the rich were doing. Uh, there is a rumor, I think it's backed up with, with actual uh, findings archaeological findings but apparently cleopatra would use like a papyrus box full of live bees as like the first analog uh, fully analog i saw uh, a hollow gourd that she filled with bees and that was the first okay by legend says that was the first vibrator um Mm -hmm. which i have never wanted to get off enough to put live bees anywhere close to my body but (laughs) what if they escape seriously way a high road people diana jeez i'm sorry i'm better than you (laughs) cleopatra i'm better than you it was a different world (laughs) she had different things available to her different things available yeah so true yeah well what a i mean yeah. Okay. <laughs> lost for words, Eli. Uh, <laughs> if you feel a loss for words, I think you have perfect timing, my friend, because we're finally getting to a little bit of poetry. And what I love mm-hmm. about this kind of uh, of poetry is that just like uh, Beethoven's really dirty songs about farting and stuff, it proves that people back then were not really different from people today uh mm-hmm. and and yeah in school we read about we read about the the highfalutin noble stuff uh but i i, I think i think sometimes we miss 
just uh, how potty humor the human population is. I, I, I kind of compare it to like, you think your dad didn't look at porn, but he definitely looked at porn. Most you know definitely. What I mean? Yeah. And his father. His father's father. And on and on yeah. through the generations. I mean, much. that's very true. I think that's an interesting thing about history is, is remembering that people loved to have sex. People love to make jokes. So Fart that was jokes, a, I remember especially. listening to um, a Noble Blood episode, that Ooh. podcast, Noble Blood, is very Ooh, good. Great show. And she was talking about reading uh, some people. She was like, historians take this story really seriously as this like leader being a bitch to her like whatever. But she's like, it's actually clearly a practical joke. <laughs> if you look at it as a prank, it's just a funny thing she was doing with her court. Yeah. You have to remember that people did did play jokes on each other back in the day. They weren't right. just fully stoic all the time. And yeah. Like, winning wars or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of etymology, I know you're an etymology fan, Noel, but the actual we, we all the are, word, I think. that's true, I do love etymology yeah. myself, but the word dildo came from our friends, the Italians. Thank you. <laughs> thank, oh, thank you, you. Italy. It, fr- it came from the word diletto, meaning to delight. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there it is. That makes sense. Makes sense. How slide and glide yeah. and delight. The three things. Also, <laughs> the, the, the double D sound is always just a fun. It's a delight to say dildo. dildo. It dildo. sounds like like a real a real silly goofy thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, so and I, I I've got to ask. So, peek uh, behind the curtain, folks. For years, I was trying to convince our bosses to let me do an etymology show. Write in and tell them we should, uh, and that the four of us will do it. I'm volunteering everybody here. Uh, sure, we need it. your help. But this reminds me <laughs> another another word that came into English usage from Italian is uh, dilettante, and I think mm, it has wow. the same ultimate root, right? To delight. Oh, sure, yeah, diletto to delight. Yeah. So my yeah. question is, even though now we call dilettante. You know, we call the definition a lover of the arts or or whatever. Um, <clears throat> did it mean dildo people in the beginning? A, a lover of the dildos. <laughs> <laughs> it's people who had way too many in their dildoorium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Like, she has a whole other room, guys. <laughs> Why would I need Total a dildo <laughs> rack? I don't even have a dildo, <laughs> let alone many, that would accommodate an entire rack. <laughs> We'll be adding another wing onto the palace this year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we have a uh, really wonderful, hilarious body poem um, about, <laughs> kind of about the Italian influence <laughs> here. Right. Uh, it was by John Wilmot, who was the second Earl of Rochester, and he was apparently well known for his lewd poetry that he would write. And um, we pulled out some select verses from a uh, kind of a long poem called Signor Dildo <laughs> that he wrote. Uh, that's that's Mr. Mr. Dildo. <laughs> right. Mr. Dildo. So yeah, I say let's head on down to Poetry Corner and hear Signor Dildo by John Wilmot. You would take him at first for no person of note because he appears in a plain leather coat. Oh. But when you his virtuous abilities know, you'll fall down and worship Signor Dildo. My lady Southesk, heaven prosper her fort, first clothed him in satin, then brought him to court. But his head in the circle he scarcely durst show. So modest a youth was Signor Dildo. 
the Countess of Falmouth, of whom people tell her footmen wear shirts of a guinea and L, might save their expense if she did but know her lustier swinger is Signor Dildo. Woo! <laughs> the pattern of virtue, her grace of Cleveland, has swallowed more pricks than the ocean has sand. <laughs> Little slant rhyme right there. I gotta give him credit for that one. Oh, <laughs> has the shade. More the name dropping in shade. The ocean here. has sand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cleveland has sand. Yeah. Uh, but by rubbing and scrubbing, so wide does it grow. It is fit for just nothing. But the Signora Dilda. <laughs> Our dainty fine duchesses have got a trick. To dote on a fool for the sake of his prick. The fops were undone, did their graces but know the discretion and vigor of Signor Dildo. This Signor is sound, safe, ready, and dumb. As ever was candle, <laughs> carrot, or thumb. Then away with these nasty devices and show how you rate the just merit of Signor Dildo. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so I oh. want to point out just two things real quick. First, <laughs> yeah. dumb in that last, first great read, everybody. Right. Wait, three things. No, Fantastic. Second, dumb in this sense most likely just means Silent. Mute. Yeah. Silent. But yes. it works yes. it works very well. It works well. either way. Yeah. Yes. So congratulations. Uh, a himbo is what uh, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking so, about himbo. Yeah. <laughs> so I also I don't think we said this in the beginning, because we were excited about talking about this uh off air. Um Diana, Eli, this is not the full poem. These are excerpts. You have it in oh, the yeah. notes as select verses from his poem. Yeah. My question is, how long is this poem? Is he just like? They're also y'all yeah. pre-television. <laughs> they, they're all at, pages. Yeah, exactly. They had nothing else to do, so this shit went on for like I think it was like eighteen or nineteen stanzas. Amazing. <laughs> and he name dropped so many people, and I'm like, I hope they're real. Like, were they here listening? Like, I've. Are you trying to say? That I have swallowed more pricks than the ocean has sand. <laughs> so he specifically name checks people. Well, this is I don't know if they're mm. real people. But even still, he's but like I think so. I think yeah. he's, I think he is at least referring the to Countess of Falmouth. Some because pe- this happened a lot in uh, in in aristocratic circles. They yeah. would write it stuff was like that the was early like early rap battles, kind of or roasty, you know? kind of like they would yeah, they would uh-huh. be writing stuff that's like you know they'd put a different name on it, but everybody knew who you meant. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. you meant that the slutty sub-tweet. chick over there. The you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was always like some under shade, some shade. Amazing. <laughs> trying to yeah. throw shade Total on all shade. these ladies. Uh, one thing I love about this style of poetry is it's so smug and self-satisfied. Uh-huh. It is. <laughs> like, just like, ah, right, I'm going to do the thing again. Like uh, at the end of it, you know, it's just like, yeah. Very arch. And like, and the yeah. fact that there's like, the fact that there's so many more stanzas to this that we left out just hammers that home even further. Yeah. Does like, it hammer I it? <laughs> Oh, it does. Uh, right on the head. I am just so delightfully bawdy and uh, and hilarious. That's what this guy's saying. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. He was very proud of this poem, I'm sure. <laughs> very excited to share with all the ladies that he was talking about. He's like, hey, I put you in my poem. Oh, my God. Thank you. Well, man, read it first. You should come it. to yeah. the show. <laughs> 
I also wonder if the Countess of Falmouth was like, oh, so I don't have to fuck my footman and give him nice stuff. I, I could just get me that. a little toy to put yeah. in the house. <laughs> uh, uh, this this is also, this is where we see like a turn. So it's widely accepted, even though it might be um, a little edgy, right? Uh, this guy's mm-hmm. doing insult comedy, tale as old as time, right? Uh, sure. But as, as uh, you guys have been telling us before, Eventually, there was a uh, there was a time where uh, guys started to promote uh, dudes. I mean, uh, specifically started to associate. Well, they ran a smear campaign against dildos, right? It's promiscuity. Yeah. It's UVD. But at the same time, for the entire time, dudes had uh, their their own toys, right? And uh, sure, Eli, I'm just oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to go hashtag no pun left behind because it's sincere. When you at the very top of the show said male insecurity, because it's been yep. a long day for me, I thought you meant uh-huh. male hyphen I in space security. M A I L. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that mm-hmm. pun, but I don't want to leave it out in the cold. Uh, so okay, <laughs> we'll get hang there. on to it. Just yeah, we have that. I'm, there's I'm a lot of male like, insecurity. To yeah, come. <laughs> like a, a guard, a, some a guard who can't, guard, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. It'll, somebody, it'll, it'll security, it'll something. Be, yeah, we'll ridiculous romantics, help us out. Just explain that pun to us. Uh, the pun male we made up. Uh, so uh, this is fascinating though because we haven't talked about something that uh, is apparently quite popular. I feel weird saying it. I feel like my mom's gonna come back and find me if I say this. Cock rings. <laughs> yep. Oh God, man. man. But they're old too, Who are right? You? <laughs> Dude, my favorite—I think one of my school. favorite Mister Show sketches. I was about no, no to sketch s- like a fake commercial. Yes, it's like Cockring Warehouse. <laughs> Any cock will do. But they're like so bored. They're like, come on down to the Cockring Warehouse. The cock we have rings. all the Cockring, new and used cock rings. Vintage, yeah, I like it. I love oh, that. That shit's hilarious. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, they are actually pretty old school cock rings. They have been around for a long time. Um, par- partly, I guess, because of that male insecurity, because they're supposed to help you achieve or keep an erection mm. for longer. So okay. it's not kind of part of, I guess, that where they're like, I need something to like make sure I'm get, give, giving her the goods. Yeah. <laughs> or mm-hmm. Give you the edge. Give her the, yeah. It's about edging, kind of. That's oh, the term that's where true. you're sort of keeping yourself. It's almost like a tantric thing where you're sort of like holding back. You yeah, know, you're trying to true. not, you know, climax in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> right. Trying to give it some time. There's a book called The Book of Kink, Sex Beyond the Missionary by mm. Ava Christina. And it says that um, in the Jin and Song dynasties in China around A.D. 1200, mm-hmm. they would make cock rings out of a goat's eyelid. What? All right, I'm out. Um, because it's already a circle of skin. Uh-huh. And then they would leave the lashes on the Oh, <laughs> like a feather tickle? Oh, my like God. So it would be a little, a little tickly uh, can for I the just, ladies. Can I just say... Involved. The things we've done to goats on this show. I know, right? And even when we went on your show (laughs) last time for Valentine's Day. More things we put goats through. Yeah, we can. Was there some goat vivisection involved in one of those rituals that we talked about? No, I know what it was. It It was was the the goat skins. They would slap people with bloody goat skins. Slaughter the hell out of (laughs) We had a guy marry a goat in a recent episode. That's right. We talked about that. We talked about that. But yeah, we just, we are are putting goats through it. Yeah. Well, it's part of a long history, too, of looking looking to the natural world for things that are thought to in one way or another enhance sexual 
performance, right? And even right. that even sure. exists today with the various different unproven or disproven stories that say, hey, you know what? This thing's an aphrodisiac. I know uh -huh. it sounds crazy, but just <laughs> let this guy slap you with a goat skin a couple of right. times and then right. come back and thank okay. me. Just come back and thank me. Eat this entire goat's testicle yeah. whole. Yeah. It will imbue Trust you with me. the power of the goat. <laughs> Why is it always the most disgusting, smelly, like unappetizing things that are like, this will really turn you on? Yeah, it's but never like. Sell them. They were like, otherwise it's trash. I've got to make it about <laughs> yeah. sex or something. They're never <laughs> like, just do 10 push ups a day, you know? Just yeah, right. well, there's a lot, and they're like, like, "No, I don't have time. It's it's exercise. going down in the next room. <laughs> Just give me the goat <laughs> eyelid. Give me the goat yeah. cock ring now." <laughs> You're right, though. I mean, like, I mean, I, I think I I love oysters, but they're obviously really unappetizing. The boogers of the sea. I think it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it so was. Gross, um, yeah. Hemingway said something like was. Very brave was the man who first ate an oyster, you know. Or very but like hungry. that's a, meant to meant to be an aphrodisiac. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, true. I've heard an acquired that. taste for sure. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know about that. I don't know if I've eaten an oyster and been like, ooh, and I don't think so. <laughs> they say that about garlic too, but that's another one. I'm like, do, does anyone Tons eat a bunch of garlic, of garlic and go, yes, no, I can't wait man. to mash my mouth up against yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, as soon as I smelled you across the room, <laughs> I knew, and I this, knew it was time. It was a cloud atlas <laughs> moment. Jeez. Oh, well, so, you know, I'm a big believer in being honest and transparent about learning. And I'm going to go out and say it. I don't care if I embarrass myself. I did not know that goat eyelash cock rings were a thing. I must have no, missed. That's shameful, Ben. Come I on. must have missed that day in PE. And I apologize yeah. to everyone. <laughs> it was a whole day of health class. We kept nudging you, but you were sound asleep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How would you fall asleep during that lesson? Like, of all this lessons. is the good part. So, you stayed awake for the etymology, but not this. So what we all, this also makes me think of um, <clears throat> things that people have done and, and this I do know about things people have done in pursuit of enhanced sexual pleasure, uh, mm -hmm. including what I would call minor surgery, because yeah, guys, we can say this as dudes, uh, will do a lot of crazy stuff if they think it gives them just an edge, just a little edge. <laughs> That's so yeah, true. I don't think you have this covered there, but like, you know, I mean, the Prince Albert literally was mm -hmm. created by prince albert mm -hmm. you know right. it's, you know it's obviously a piercing yeah through the the through the urethra and out the bottom of the yeah of the, the head it's a terrifying prospect it sounds incredibly painful not not worth an not edge to me but i, I guess it's, so. it I is know. for some i don't know i don't know i, I, I don't want to yuck anyone's maybe, yum maybe, but yeah <laughs> no no 100 but i you know these uh some of the ones that you you found diane i think are maybe a little more like impermanent Yes, fortunately, but still painful. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there's this book called Woman, an Historical, Gynecological, and Anthropological Compendium from 1935. And it's by Hermann Heinrich Ploss, Max Bartels, and Paul Bartels. And they say that this goat eyelash cock ring thing may have originated in the Indonesian islands and not in China. So that's a little bit in dispute. And they also noted from various tribes worldwide, sex aids like inserting a brass wire into the penis uh, uh. or putting little gold and silver beads under its head. All right. And then binding it up with a bit of bird down to tickle the sex partner at the same time. Okay, folks. <laughs> I'm out. 
You wouldn't put a silver ball in your penis for me. No. <laughs> no, I, I don't need to hesitate on that one. Uh, that's just a flat that's no. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I wouldn't ask it of you, to be fair. But. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so that was an option <laughs> that you could uh, do. Again, I think that's a ribbed for her pleasure thing. It's trying to make your dick more special, I guess, <laughs> or something. I mean, sticking a brass wire, I guess that's for rigidity, that, I right? Guess, we're thinking. Like a, so you can kind of bend it like into shapes splint? like a paperclip animal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Oh, like a, like a paperclip animal. I, <laughs> yeah. I can oh. see how that would be possible, but I'm having a, a tough time with the motivation. <laughs> You know what I mean? Teach their own. Right, exactly. Again. Teach yes. their own. With that. Yes. Ooh. I don't know. There might be some people out there with very fascinating little giraffes they've built out of their dicks. I'm well, out. I guess I'll look at a gallery I'm of it, out. but not for long. I yeah. Would, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would I would think also then that aside from those kind of traditions, we already see the, the idea of wanting to be associated with wealth, like gold and silver, the beads. Um, but mm. what about... Did they ever move on from the goat eyelash thing? Like how how much of history have I missed? I guess I'm asking. Was this no? Oh, was but, this like a thing that you knew about, or like what? What? No, 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 no. I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I was aware that like I think early condoms were made of of sheep skin, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the that's the, the the degree to which I was aware of using animal flesh uh mm. on your member um but then you know you then you get into what was this the burmese bell burmese bells that's a uh, kind of the next the next level of this right yeah this is another really interesting one and this one could be placed either inside the vagina prior to sex or in the penis um oh, i guess I it was I've like it was... for sale on goop <laughs> yeah yeah it's very good for your v- vaginal health um, but they were called exertion bell or Burmese bells. And this, again, we're in the Ming Dynasty. So this is a lot of uh, ancient Chinese uh, sex aids, I guess. And they were kind of copper or gold bell or ball-shaped objects that contained the sperm of a mythical Burmese bird. And apparently you had to catch the sperm with like a fake woman made of straw. <laughs> There's like oh, a, yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. a whole... Sure. Sounds complicated. Yeah, yeah, a whole complicated process <laughs> to getting this sperm. And the Qing uh. scholar Chao Yi describes holding one of these in his hand. And he said, quote... I found that as soon as it had become a little warm, it started to move on its own account, and a tiny sound emanated from it. As soon as I put it back on the table, the sound ceased. Oh, God, I hope the sound was like... (laughs) (laughs) Now, that would be fun. It was like, I know what you're about to do, baby. But that was the one like the bees where I was like, if something starts to jump around and make its own noise, I feel like I would not put it inside my body. Yeah, I, I didn't go there, Ben. I, I was immediately just thought this sperm is haunted. There's ghost a little sperm, sperm. Ghost sperm There's inside ghost this in there. <laughs> There's a ghost in oh, there. Oh, man. Which some people well, would be into. It's true. It's hey, true. I think we've done them on this very show. <laughs> or we will. Yeah, we will if we haven't, yeah. Um, well, Ben and Noel, we have taken uh, a good bit of your time today, and we're so excited that you were able to come out and join us. 
Uh, and an absolute pleasure. There's so much more. (laughs) There's so much more to talk about. And we're very excited. You guys are going to come back and join us again for the next episode. Mm -hmm. We're going to be getting into uh, sex dolls and where they came from, Mm -hmm. uh, the chastity belt and the myths around it. um, And, and more. Another poetry corner. More poetry. All kinds of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff. Um, We didn't even get get to take you guys to speculation station yet, but we will. Well, we kind of went into speculation station a few times without announcing it, it, but that's okay. Uh, but uh, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you want to yeah. uh, tell everybody, you know, any listeners we have that, that don't know you guys, oh, let wow. them know uh, where to find you? Yeah? yeah. Yeah. First off, I think we're I think we're both thrilled to hear that we get a second date with ridiculous romance. Things are mm-hmm. moving kind of quickly, and we're into it. Yeah. We're not so square. We're not so, we're square. Not so square. We know about goat eyelash <laughs> rings. We know about peas. yeah. We we know about. There we go. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to hear uh, Noel and me uh, on our show ridiculous history uh which we do twice a week you can just google that or use your search platform of choice to find us wherever you find your favorite shows like ridiculous romance uh you can also follow us on social media not just as a show but as individuals in that right Noel? oh yeah oh it's so right so right you can follow me uh exclusively on instagram where i'm at how now noel brown sabolin where might uh, the gentle people of the ridiculous universe find you Yes, uh, since the name Signor Dildo was already taken on social media, <laughs> I am at Ben Bullen, HSW on Twitter. You can just <laughs> you can find me. Just add a 69. Just slap a 69 on the right. Yeah. Signor Dildo 69. That was the first one taken, no. <laughs> of course so was. you can also see people. You can right? also yeah. get a, a a behind the scenes peek at some of the stuff we're working on for various shows by checking out uh my Instagram handle where I am in a burst of creativity at Ben Bolin. That's great. Mm-hmm. Lock that one down. Didn't I, did. you, I really, you really like that. Nice. You're you're an early adopter <laughs> of the internet. Um, and uh, yeah. y'all don't forget to reach out to the show let us know what you thought of this episode any ideas you got for future episodes we love right. hearing from you uh, you can find us at romance at iheartmedia.com right or on twitter and instagram I'm at dynamite boom and I'm at oh great it's Eli and the show is at Riddick Romance. yes so follow along and don't forget to catch us the next episode Ben and Noel will be back we'll be getting into more of all this crazy all shit crazy shit people yes. sleep with <laughs> <laughs> alright y'all thanks for listening thanks so much y'all see you next time So long, friends, it's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare bring a little optimism into your life with the bright side a new kind of daily podcast from hello sunshine hosted by me danielle robay and me simone voice Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.
Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.